Welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests who talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Moxie. Thank you so much for having me on. So, today we're going to be talking about some characters that I've been wanting to talk about, but only in concept because I forgot how little they have on them. Uh, so, we're going to be talking about... The Knights of Wondergore and some like other people. Wondergore. This is going to be a two. Yes, um, we're going to be talking about. This is going to be a two-parter. There's going to be eight characters, but almost nothing to talk about on all of them. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to be talking about Wondergore as kind of like a place, like briefly, just so people get an idea. Um, but besides that, well, then we'll get into uh, the actual character fairly soon afterwards so oh that's fun a page fell out yay for old books from the 80s yeah you okay. didn't need it well i didn't but you know uh so a uh, wonder gore is the name of a mountain in the eastern european uh, country of Ta- transia a citadel built there uh, and one of the planets there's a citadel built there and of a planet known as Wondergore 2, in the solar system of the star Sirius. These locations are the past and present homes of the sentient semi-humanoid animals known as the New Men, who are originally artificially evolved to their current state from ordinary animals by the geneticist known as the High Evolutionary. So Highlander 2 meets Island of Dr. Moreau. I'm with sure. you. <laughs> On sure. a mountain. Okay. Yes, in a Eastern European place. Uh, a large number of the Newmen act as warriors in a military order that was modeled after the Knights of uh, Earth's Middle Ages and known as the Knights of Wondergore. Sixth century, Mor- uh, Morgana Le Fay and her cult of the Darkholders, unable to control the pri- uh, primeval demon Chathan, whom they summon, imprisoned him within Wondergore Mountain in Transia. Uh, the mountain, like, entered into the forms of clay found in the area where the puppet master, or Philip Masters, learned to, like, control the minds of other people mystically. So it's basically, like, magically irradiated, like, clay that someone uses that if he in some amount of detail, they never go into much detail about it. Like, he can sculpt people into something and then, like, you know, talk through them and, like, walk them around like they're dolls. But, like, in real life. And by like a, real life, I mean in comic life. Like yeah. like, like a voodoo doll? Kind of controlling them like that? Kinda, yeah. But he, like, molds them. Instead of, like, you know, sews up a... Sews up a crude representation slash intentions into something. Um, so also in Wonder Gore, it was part uh, of the 12th century, uh, the estate uh, owned by Gregor Rusoff, the, uh, the father of Jack Russell, who is today a werewolf, 
Okay, uh, but I have to picture it as a terrier werewolf. If you're, if the guy's name is going to be Jack I'm, Russell, he's a freaking anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic terrier. Uh, yeah, I mean that's something. Um, also, also, uh, the estate was sold to Jonathan Drew, the father of Jessica Drew, who became the first uh, Spider Woman. Well, that's cool. And they used and they used the. Uh, uh, the uranium i mean sorry the uranium no the uranium in there to uh to like mutate her into spider woman on accident but well, it's, I mean, you yeah. know it's still there yeah these things happen the spirit of the 6th century uh, sorcerer uh magnus who is amongst who was amongst those who were in prison um Jathan, within Wondergore Mountain, took possession of the body of Jonathan Drew to warn the High Evolutionary of the demonic threat beneath his feet. The Magnus and the High Evolutionary decided that the new man should be trained to combat Jathan's impending attack. And Magnus suggested that they should be organized and trained along the lines of the highly disciplined uh, soldiers of his day, the Arthurian Knights. He supervised the training of the new men, and they became, like, the Knights of Wondergore. And all of them had, like, a sense of chivalry. Uh, which didn't really help Arthur there. Arthur there. They weren't that chivalrous. But whatever. I mean, you know, there's chivalry, and then there's, like, hot wife who's left back at the castle by herself. What are you gonna do? I mean, yeah, what are you going to do besides have sex with a with the king's wife. I mean, why else? What else would you do? I mean, obviously. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. So they fought Shathan, and then uh, the Knights of Wondergore undertook a full-time task of patrolling and protecting Wondergore. The High, high Evolutionary equipped the knights before their battle uh, with Shathan with suits of armor that were extraordinarily resistant to damage, ex- Advanced weaponry and nuclear and nuclear-powered one-man flying crafts, known to the knights uh, as atomic steeds. For whatever reason, I thought you were going to say atomic Steve. I I don't know why. <laughs> atomic Steve. Atomic Steve. <laughs> uh, the uh, knights of Wondergore use such armor and weaponry for transportation ever since. Then at one point, a new new man was created called Man Beast, who evolved from a wolf. Thor beat him up, and then, and then this is fun. The High Evolutionary is just like, you know what? I'm tired of Earth. I'm just gonna turn my citadel into a spaceship. And then they went to the stars to seek a new planet for them to settle. This this sounds like something that would be airbrushed on the side of a van. I mean, this was done in the seventies and eighties, so I mean, you know, I, I'd say I'd say it probably could have been. Yeah, definitely. Uh, then- shag carpet on the walls and the bumper sticker that says "grass, gas, and ass." Nobody rides for free. He went to. To, to terrorize like counter earth which is basically imagine if there was another earth like directly to the side of earth like but on the opposite side of the like on the opposite side of the sun so we can never see it 
Oh, like, direct, like directly like, opposed oh, from us, like at the yeah. opposite side of our orbit. Okay. Yeah, like it's like it's just a straight line across, and it's like our Earth, but not. And like Man Beast was like all like, oh Man Beast, I'm gonna wreck it, and he was on Counter Earth. Then they settled on a planet. The High Evolutionary and his new men settled on a planet called Sirius, but well, in a planet in the Sirius' solar system. He called this new planet, uh, this this planet, um, Wonder Gore 2. But for some reason, like, the the new men of Wonder Gore 2, like, turned savage and warlike. And then, like, you know, a High Evolutionary, I don't know why he didn't do this before, but he evolutioned himself up to a godlike being. Like, why didn't you do that before if you could do it? I mean, Maybe he never tested it on himself. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, if I could turn myself to a god like Bing, I probably would. I mean, like, why not? But Maybe he was happy uh, with who he was. He'd been watching lots of Mr. Rogers. He- Maybe. Maybe. Uh, and then there was some other stuff I don't care about. So let's talk about these animal men. So... The first one is Sir Ram. Sir Ram. Um, it's a sheep man. Or a ram- it should be a ram man. Yeah, I was holding back the asinine comment because I was hoping it was going to be the asinine answer. <laughs> nope, it's, 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 a sh- it's a sheep. It sounds it's, like I mean, a, it's a sheep man, apparently. It sounds like a third tier last season He-Man villain. You know, when the toys have stopped selling and they're grasping at straws. Yeah, well, he, yeah, so apparently he first appeared in Tales of Astonish, issue number 49. Um, let me get that pulled up. So issue number 49, it's like, helpless at the hands of Dragor. And then, to the beckoning stars. And that was in, um... That was in uh, August 1967. Uh, um, just imagine a dude with a, with a ram's head on it. That's it. Done. Yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> so, the next one is Sir... It's Sir Leopard. Or, or Leopard. <laughs> um, can you imagine... What what it is? Like what 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 is oh, it? Oh, I want to like, go out on a limb here. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I, I'm just guessing, you know, a uh, cat head. You know, like oh, a cheetah, it's like a, a cat like head, a, like a cheetah devoid of the tear marks. That's how you can tell a cheetah from a leopard if you're ever confused. Is the black tear streak nasolabial lines? I I just I just. You know, ask how fast I can go. And once it's like, I can go pretty fast. It's just like, I'm really fast. Then I'm like, prove it. And then it goes really fast. Oh, they're braggarts, are they, the cheetahs? Can't resist. Yeah, they are. Showing off. They can. I just like, I bet, I bet I'm faster than you. And it's just like, no, I'm way faster than you. You're like, yep, that's a cheetah. Because it's, yep, that's it. Uh, they don't, sometimes they don't even run. Like, I just know because they're braggarts. Like, leopards are very, just like, real low-key. And they're just like, you know, I could run pretty fast, but, you know, so I'm not going to show off. 
Yeah, so, Lepard. By the way, it's Lepard, as in, like, L-E-P-A-R-D. Uh, so it's French. It's, uh, yeah, no. Yuck. Um, Tifa showed up in The People Breeders in Thor night, uh, in Thor issue number 30, uh, 34. The People and, Breeders? Sorry, issue 134. Yeah, yeah, The People Breeders. Um, and, and, uh, November 1966. But The People we, Breeders. We have Manimals and a series called The People Breeders. Okay. I mean, you know. Is, I mean, it lonely, is it technic- lonely in Asgard? <laughs> well, te- well, technically, a human could be a people breeder, depending on what you think babies are. Which I think they're not peoples until they're like five, but that's just me. Just beet-faced piglets, and I usually refer to them as larvae until they have emerged. But it's a cat. It's, it's a cat man. Uh, then we have Sor, Sir Lion. Ugh. Boy, Can you think of this what was like Sir Lion is? We did all of the character design at four thirty on a Friday. Just, he could, also could, showed up. Couldn't be asked to put any effort into it. <laughs> no. So he just, he also somebody, showed up. He just this. yelled at the secretary, Carol, name like five animals off the top of your head, and he just wrote them down. And I thought that was it. So, uh. So we're going to talk about the last person here. Uh, well, actually, showed up in the same The People Breeders issue. But we're going to talk about the last person. And it's going to be, it's real good. It's Sir Ocelot. Like Revolver Ocelot? Because that would be a really bitchin' crossover. And also no, no, staggeringly it's, ahead of its it, time, considering. No, it's... O S S I L O T. That's not how you spell ocelot. Well, lion is spelled L Y A N. That's that's offensively bad. Because they could have just well, you know, mean, spelled it L Y O N. At least it would be keeping with the French theme. Ugh. I mean, you know. Sorry, I'm a word nerd. I'm a word nerd, and this is hurting me. I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, do you understand what I'm saying? And then I'm just good. That's good enough for me, mostly, mostly because I can't speak and I can barely uh, put sentences out without like interrupting myself. So you make word good. Uh, I think I do word good sometime. Not when I think word good, though. But yeah, so also, but Sir Ocelot is a. Uh, it's another cat man. You fox-eared asshole. Somebody's going to cackle yeah, when they hear that. I just want to know. So, there's some Archer fan who just got the highlight of their morning. <laughs> I do love, I do love uh, Archer. Um, so, uh, fun fact. Sir Ocelot is the one that showed up the least amount. Showed up in two issues. I, I'm not even sad for him. No. Also, the way they drew him doesn't even look like an ocelot. It looks like a weird monkey man. That's a shock. Who who could ever yeah. have imagined that, that a low amount of effort was put into this project? So, okay, yeah, that's that's it. 
that's it. That's there's nothing to talk about them. I just like their designs. By designs, I mean modern day designs, and not the ones back in the sixties, because <laughs> they look like weird men that like uncanny valley type. Yeah, you don't need that with cat people. No, you don't. You gotta you gotta make them like realistic or cute. You can't go in between. Or go like a, so, a, a bitchin' kind of Egyptian vibe. Oh, I'd like that as well. That would be good. So, so um, let's let's do plugs. Well, if the sound of my voice hasn't irritated your listeners too badly, and they like to get bonus facts injected into their ear holes, they can check out Your Brain on Facts, a half-hour show of things you didn't know, things you thought you knew, and things you never knew you never knew, available on all podcast platforms. So, um, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids in somewhat lower detail. And I also have a podcast called Limited Theories, where I talk about limited Marvel series with my friend Rob. Um, by the time this comes out, we are talking about Rocket Raccoon, uh, the 1985 um, Bill Mantlo and uh, a bunch of other people uh, helm stories. So. Yeah, listen to that if you want to listen to more Marvel stuff, I guess. And uh, this has been Alphabet Flight. Please listen, Prince Namor, and don't toot that horn. Bye! Bye!